right. How many of you know that your pastor likes gadgets? Do you know that? I'm a gadget guy. I like that. And uh, I found a gadget here that I really think is pretty cool. It's this notebook and pen. And it's a combo thing that when you push record on the page here, the pen actually records everything that's being said. You could be at a lecture, in a classroom, you can be in a meeting, a board meeting, whatever. You just simply push record, the pen records it, and then when you're taking notes, what's being recorded is also being captured by the camera in the pen, and so it's capturing your notes. And so when you go and play this back, it plays back the, the audio with where you're at in the notes. You can get the notes and the audio, and you can tap anywhere on the page, and it'll jump to the spot. How many wish you had this while you were in school? You know, it's a pretty cool thing. It records everything. And when I got the pen, I, you know, I'm enjoying this. I'm taking notes. Like, I'm looking right here. This is something that I took in a, a teaching that we did for uh, uh, parents of teens the other day. And, and I was thinking, you know, hey, you could take this pen you could be meeting with people and say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Oh, hang on. I need to go to the other room. I'll, I'll be right back. And you got it recording and you just leave it there. <laughs> you could do that, right? How many are you glad that I am saved, right? And I wouldn't do that, <laughs> right? Right? You know, I think it, you know, you, it's recording everything that's being said. It's all right there and it's all being recorded. And I'll tell you, the other day we were in uh, India and one of the families on the team said, hey, what do you think about Pastor Darren and all this stuff with the, you know, partnership with Savage? You know, it's almost been a year since you announced it. I said, man, it's going great. Love Pastor Darren. He's the right executive pastor. Things are going phenomenal. I love that when I'm gone, he can take care of things. And he's really, dude. And also I said, are you recording this? And they had their little phone. They had a little iPhone. And they were recording it. And I said, like, your red lights beep. And they said, yeah, I'm recording it. I said, that's just weird. Turn it off. Turn it off. I said, now I'm glad I said all good things, but that's really weird that you would ask somebody a question and then be recording it, you know, like that. How many know you're being recorded everywhere you go? No, no, I don't mean by iPhones. How many know that God is recording everything you say? That's what Matthew 12, 36 says. It says that, I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. God is recording everything you say. That's why we're addressing in this series, you said What? Because God is recording everything you say, and he doesn't need a fancy pen, he doesn't need a smartphone, and he can even hear you when you whisper. He's recording everything you say. And so that's why it's so important. That's why James talks about it and says, watch what you say. Watch what you say. We're going to talk about gossip today. We're going to talk about gossip, and I want everybody to do this with me. I want you to say the word gossip. Ready? Gossip. Let's say it again. Gossip. Have you noticed that little S in the middle, the two S's? Kind of makes it sound kind of snaky, you know, gossip. You know, it's not, it's, not a good, it's not a good word. It's not a good word. Now, I got to let you know that a lot of us have just kind of said, well, it's not that bad. Gossip's not that bad. You know, God wants to deal with the bigger sins. He doesn't want adultery and this and that and that. And gossip's really not that bad. But I got to tell you, gossip is still a sin. It's still a sin, even though culturally we've adapted to it, even though we're kind of comfortable with it. Gossip is still a sin, and we've got to take it serious. I know that even when people are confronted about gossiping, did you say that about me? Did you say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Nobody admits to gossip. Nobody wants to say they're a gossip. But a lot of gossip takes place, and we've got to take it serious. The average person does about 30 conversations a day. And in those conversations, if we recorded them, I think a lot of us would get in trouble. 
I think a lot of us would get in trouble because we're saying things that we know we shouldn't say. And I think the first bit of advice would be from Proverbs 10.19. It says this, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. How many think that's great advice? <laughs> right out the get-go. Let's watch it in those 30 conversations, the things that we're saying, and let's watch it. It's been said that people of high intelligence talk about ideas People of average intelligence talk about things, and people with low intelligence talk about other people. I think we need to raise the bar. I think we should talk about higher things. I think we should talk about the great ideas and the things that are there instead of getting all caught up in other people's problems and the things that are going on. So that's why we're talking about this. We're going to take it very serious. We'll have some humor in this, but we're going to take it very serious because this is a serious issue for the church to address. Now, I want to let you know, I'm not talking about anything specifically in our church, okay? It's not like all of a sudden there's all this gossip. This is a preemptive sermon. This is a preemptive sermon, realizing that we are a multi-site church. And as I prayed about this, I believe that this is the way the enemy is going to try to attack us. Okay, this would be a great way for the enemy to attack our church because we have amazing unity. Matter of fact, in pre-service prayer, we started out today thanking God for the unity of the church because it's been unbelievable unity. But I felt like this is one of those moments we've got to say, hey, be alert, be alert. This is an attack area. As a multi-site church, it'd be really easy to have one campus be murmuring, like, I don't know, why did they do that? Well, I thought about that. I heard they did this. Really? Oh, okay. And then I'm not there. And let's say I leave here and I'm preaching another one. And you're like, well, Pastor Rob is over there. And you see what I'm saying? Next thing you know, rumors start going, things happen. And it'd be a great way for us to be attacked. And I feel like almost like a football coach, you know, like yelling to the the kickoff team, like, watch the onside kick, watch the onside kick, watch the onside, they might try an onside kick. I feel like I'm saying to you right now, watch out for gossip, because this is a prime way that the enemy could attack us, okay? So let's take that in mind when we think about this sermon and when we receive this. This is a great way to be attacked. Let's put up a guard against it, and let's be preemptive on it, all right? So who is a gossip? Notice I didn't say what is gossip. Who is a gossip? Because the Bible says that a gossip is a person. It actually assigns that to a person. It says a gossip does this, a gossip does that. So a gossip is a person that shares intimate or personal details about others that may be rumors or truth. Rumors or truth. Did you catch that? Some of us say, well, it's not gossip because it's true. I wasn't gossiping. I was talking to somebody else, and it was true. So it's not gossip because if it was a rumor, then it would be gossip, but it was true. If you are exposing somebody's intimate details or personal things, and other people don't need to know them, that you're being a gossip. I think that's kind of convicting because a lot of us will hide behind, well, it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm just sharing the truth. It's gossip, and the Bible says it's a terrible thing. Now, when are you gossiping? When are we actually being a gossip? Rick Warren had this definition of, of gossip, when you're gossiping. And he said, I, I like it. He said, whenever you're sharing things about other people and you're not talking to someone that's either the problem or in the ability to bring the solution, you're probably gossiping. So if you're talking to somebody, a lot of us will say, I was just talking to a friend. I was just talking to a friend. It's just a friend. I was just talking to a friend and, and, and just sharing. Does your friend have the ability to solve the problem? If your friend doesn't have the ability to solve the problem, you're probably gossiping. We well, say, well, I was just talking to the people underneath me in my department, telling them about the things about management. I was telling them the things about that. And so you're probably gossiping. 
And a lot of us hide behind what was just a friend or was just the truth or was just this. If they're not part of the solution or if they're not the problem and you're not talking directly to those people, then you're probably gossiping. And we've got to watch what we say and remember, zip it, zip it. That's great advice. Now, I want to read a couple of Proverbs for us, all right? How many know there's lots of wisdom in Proverbs? Tons of wisdom in Proverbs. You'd be smart to read a proverb of the day. There's 31 Proverbs. You'd be smart to read it every day and get that wisdom in you. But I'll read a couple of Proverbs here, and then we'll camp out on two scriptures, one in Leviticus and one in 1 Peter, all right? So first proverb, Proverb 11:13. a gossip, notice it says it's a person, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. I think we should be people that keep a secret. We don't betray the confidence. Proverbs 16, 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And I've seen gossip and rumors and people sharing intimate things that separate friends. A gossip will separate friends. Proverbs 18, 8. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. I love that word. I don't know why. I love the word morsels. But it's like they're like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. It's like almost like gossip is like dessert for some people. And they almost just can't wait to get it. They almost can't wait to get it. They're just so excited about it. And it goes down to the inmost part. Proverbs 20, 19. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Again, great advice, because if they're talking to you about other people, when you leave the room, who do you think they're talking about? It's great advice. All right, Leviticus 19, 16. You may not know this is in the Bible, but it's in there where God was giving all sorts of commands to his people, and he says, do not go about spreading slander among your people. And that word that is used there also includes gossip. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Now, here's what was going on in Leviticus. God is giving all sorts of commands to his people. And he's saying, honor the Sabbath. Honor your parents. He's saying, don't have any idols. He's saying all these different things. Don't lie. Don't steal. And in the midst of this, in Leviticus 19, he says, now, don't go around spreading slander. If you're going to be this called out group of, of people that are my chosen people, I don't want you going around from tent to tent to tent spreading lies and, and gossiping and slandering each other. Now here's why God said that. He had called his people, the Israelites, out of Egypt and they were walking in the desert and there's about a million at least people, at least a million people. Many people believe there are more than this. And God knew that if a society was going to exist, they couldn't be gossipers. He knew that if, if the social fabric was going to stay together, they couldn't be full of gossip. That they'd have to be the type of people that their word was truth. And that they knew that when they talked to one person, that person wasn't going to go to there and there and there. And the next thing you know, rumors are going to be started. And things are going to be said about leadership. And things are going to be done. He knew that it would just destroy a community. And so he said, we're not going to have that. We're not going to have that because it's going to break down trust. It's going to destroy the community. And I got to tell you that if God knew that it would destroy a community then when they were leaving the desert and they were out there going around, I'm telling you what, we know that it can destroy a church. We know that it can destroy a church where the enemy will come in and will gossip. The enemy will come in and will use us to share things, whether it's truth or rumor, and it'll tear apart a church. And I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that happen. 
Because here's what happens. The, the deadly thing about gossip, even then we're sharing the truth, right? Here's what happens. We start out with the truth, and then we flavor it up. How many know what I'm talking about? Because here's what happens. You say, hey, did you hear about what happened with Pastor Rob? No, what happened? Well, he did this and this. <gasps> I wonder why he'd do that. And how many know when they say, I wonder why he'd do that? That all of a sudden you flavor it up like, well, I'm not sure, but. <laughs> how many know when you say, I'm not sure, but I think at that moment, woo, you're going over the cliff, right? You are compounding the sin and you're adding to it. You're flavoring it up. You're telling your story. And then the person leaves your presence and they're like, did you hear what happened? With Ezra? Here's what happened. And then why would they do it? Well, we, we think this, 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 this. And then it starts to grow. And how many know that the next thing you know, we're in huge, huge trouble. That's why gossip is so dangerous. Gossip is so dangerous because you can drop the gossip in and then leave the scene and the other person can't even defend what's being said. It's a terrible, terrible sin and it will destroy a church and we've got to be on guard for it. You may not realize it, but when you're gossiping, do you realize that you're acting a lot like the devil? Think about it. You're whispering. You're being subtle about it. You're telling half-truths. You might be exposing the truth, but in the wrong way and using it to a different advantage. Think about it. No wonder God hates gossip. No wonder he says, don't do that. My people are not going to do that. We should be so trustworthy that when people tell us something, we don't even have to say, I know this one's secret, right? This one's secret. Now, don't tell this to anybody. We should be so trustworthy they don't have to say that. And we should be the example of the believers. We should be the people that are so good. And have you ever thought about this one? When, when you tell somebody, you say, I need to tell you something. I can only tell you. No, you can't tell anybody. I had to tell somebody because I have such a burden on me about this. I need to tell at least one person. But you can't tell everybody. Have you ever thought you're challenging them to live at a higher level than you're doing? Because you're like, I can't keep it in. I just have to tell you. So I'm just going to tell you, and then you and I will know, and then we won't tell anybody else, right? And then you leave that meeting, and that person's like, oh, I got to tell one person. If I could just tell one person, right? And then we all challenge everybody to do the same thing. Don't tell anybody. You don't tell anybody, okay? I gotta, but I had, oh, I feel so much better. It's terrible. We have to live at a higher standard. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 2, I believe that gossip is something that stunts your spiritual growth. I believe in First Peter chapter 2, Peter has just been talking about how great the Word of God is, how great God is, how amazing God is. He's doing all this stuff. He's saying all these amazing things. And all of a sudden, in First Peter 2, he's telling us to grow up. And then in First Peter 2, chapter 1, or, or verse 1, he says this, So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. And in that unkind speech, it includes gossip. He says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. And he's saying, as long as we have these relational sins in our life, we're going to stunt our growth. We're going to stunt our growth that God wants us to mature. He wants us to go well. And so Peter's saying, you've got to mature. The word of God is powerful and it's going to help you to mature. Hey, get rid of these things because these relational sins that are in your life, they're actually causing you harm and they're causing you to not be able to grow. And then he goes, I want you to grow. Get the pure word and get in there and grow. And so he's saying, get rid of these things that will stunt your growth. And that's why some people can be in church for years they can say, well, Pastor Rob, I'm going to church, I'm tithing, I'm in life group, I'm serving, I'm doing all this, I just don't feel like I'm growing. 
I would say do a self-examination. Maybe you've got some of these things in your life that are causing you to stunt your spiritual growth. And I'll tell you what, there's a danger that happens in church when you've been here a long time. How many of you know you can become an armchair quarterback? And you can become a consumer and you're, oh, I don't know why I did that. What was their motive there? Why did they do that? I don't know. Why did he sing that song? You know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, you're, and, and it's stunting your growth. It's stunting your growth. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let me address something that has been given to us that's a terrible gossip tool, and I have to address it. Facebook. How many knew I was going there? You're like, don't talk about Facebook. Don't, 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 don't. Last time we talked about Facebook, my wife made me get rid of Facebook. Don't, don't talk about Facebook. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you what, it's a great tool. We use it for a lot of great things. I'm on Facebook, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm so discouraged when I read it. And some of you are going to like defriend me right now. I can tell, right? Yeah. I'm so discouraged. I read it and people are like, well, so-and-so. And I'm like, really? Do we need to say that? Or I think this, or you know what I don't like about church? This. And I hate that. People are like, I don't like this about church. Whether it's our church or the church in general. And then everybody's like, yeah, me neither. I hate church too. Yeah, yeah, losers. I'm like, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Do you realize you've been given a global distribution center? It's called Facebook. It goes out on the internet that goes around the entire world and people can read what you say. And when you think that nobody sees it or you're just talking between you and friends, you're not. The whole world can see it. And it's terrible that we say terrible things about other people. It's terrible that we have profanity on our Facebook page. It's terrible that people fill their Facebook full of sexual innuendos. It's terrible. It shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't be tearing down the church. We shouldn't be tearing down leaders. We shouldn't be tearing down fellow Christians. We shouldn't be tearing down people. We should be life-giving. And if you wonder why I'm so passionate about this, with Facebook, with smartphones, we are seeing a whole new level of counseling that we're having to do. You may not realize this, but we get teenagers that come into our office that are devastated, that I'm not making this up. They want to take their life. They want to end it all because somebody put a vicious rumor on Facebook. Some young girl that is living for Jesus, pure, she's a virgin, but somebody spreads a vicious lie that she slept with the whole football team. Now she can't defend herself. She's devastated. She's walking through school trying to be a light for Jesus and everybody's sneering at her and snickering at her, saying all the things she did. And she's thinking, I might as well end it all. I might as well end it all. And some of them also act out this way. They say, well, if that's who I'm being projected as, I might as well do it. I might as well do it. And they go down terrible roads. So I see that on the other end. So I see the destruction that gossip has. I see the power of Facebook. I see the power of a smartphone that can capture something so embarrassing. And then we think, oh, I'm going to be famous on YouTube. I'm going to put that out about my friend. Next thing you know, that person's devastated. It's gossip if it's digital, and it's gossip if you typed it. It's wrong. It's wrong. Let's cleanse the Facebook page, all right? That's why I'm I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about it, too, because the first church I was in, youth pastor, loving God, really excited, we endured three church splits in three years. Can I tell you something? Those are miserable. 
They are miserable. And I thank God every day for the unity of this church, that we are so unified and we're moving forward. And anything that's truth or rumor, I'm always like, shut it down, shut it down, because I don't want to see that go through our church. Let's keep the unity going forward. That's why I'm passionate about this. All right, a couple things. Because one thing we do is we Christianize our gossip. How many know that? We go to people, brother. I don't know, you have to say brother when you're going to gossip, right? Sister, got a prayer request for you. Got to take it straight to the Lord. After this, we just got to take it straight to the Lord and just share. But let me share the details. So you know how to pray. So you know how to pray. I just want to, that's all I'm sharing, you know, just so you know how to pray. It's gossip. It's gossip. So how do we know when we should share it and when we shouldn't? First of all, let me tell you this. Have you prayed about it? Because if you've not prayed about it, you don't need to tell anybody else about it. You're like, oh, we need, I need to tell somebody. I need to go get them. It's hot out the presses. I got to tell them. No, you don't. You need to pray about it. Secondly, ask yourself, does it burden you? Does it rip your guts out to have to share this with somebody? Or do you have that little bit of joy where you're like, I'm going to be the first one. Everybody's going to know that I am well connected. And you go, did you hear? Oh, you didn't know? See, I knew. I knew. Oh, you don't know. That's why you're my friend, because I know, you know, what's going on. If you have that joy, don't share it. Don't share it. Pray until it breaks your heart. Don't share it in that joy. And then the other thing would be, are you telling it up, or are you confronting the person? Because again, if you're just telling a peer or a friend or whatever, and you're doing, it's gossip. And you're like, I need to tell you this, and you know, you know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to share the details. You're like, well, it's truth. It doesn't matter. You don't need to share it. So you tell it up. Can the person help fix the problem? Or are you telling the person with the problem? That's the way that you do it. That's the way that you confront it. And that's how people are helped. Now I want us to challenge gossip. Okay? Give me a couple minutes here. I want us to challenge gossip. Because it's unacceptable for us to do. And if we're going to shut it down, you've got to know how to challenge it. Because people will say to me like, well, I don't know, Pastor Rob. Like everybody just loves to come to me and tell me all the problems. Tell me all the things that are bad. And they tell me all the rumors and all the things. Be very worried if everybody wants to talk to you. Because you probably have too good of a listening ear. And you don't ever correct people. You're just willing to take the garbage. But you're like, well, I don't do it. But if they tell you everything, be aware that that's trouble. Okay. So the first thing that I tell you about with gossip so we can shut it down, avoid the places of gossip. You know where they are, whether it's in school or the workplace or the neighborhood. Our previous neighborhood that we were in, man, the bus stop was the gossip central. Gossip central at the bus stop. All the people there with their kids. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear? You know, somebody in the church let us borrow a convertible one week. It was summer. We, they let us borrow it. It was great. You know, I enjoyed driving it that week. And I heard that at the bus stop, everybody was like, oh, did you see the pastor with the convertible? Oh, what about that? Oh, what kind of church is that? <laughs> okay, I, it's not mine. I was using it. I was grateful for it. It was a blast. But I can't believe that that was the big topic at the bus stop. If the bus stop is gossip, stay away from the bus stop, all right? Drive your kids to school or something. I don't know. But avoid the places, all right? Now, these are some comebacks that I'll give you. You can say to the person when they're talking, you're like, hey, this person, hey, how can we help that person? What? Because they won't want to help that person, will they? And you say, like, you know what? You share that with me. How can we help them? And they'll be like, note to self, don't talk to them anymore. 
They want to help, you know. We're going to take it straight to the Lord. That's how we're going to help, you know. Another thing that you could do is just smile and say, I, I, I'm uncomfortable with this. I, I, I'm uncomfortable talking about this person, this leader, this pastor. I'm just uncomfortable with this. I really don't want to do that. That'll shut it down. You're like, well, then they're not going to talk to me. That's okay. We're trying to shut down gossip. You could say this, you know. If this person knew that we were saying this, I'm sure they'd be hurt. I don't think we should talk about that. Again, that'll shut down the gospel. That'll, that'll really shut them. This one will shut them down. Can I quote you? I'm mean, like, no, you can't. You can't. This is it. I'm anonymous. You cannot do that. You know? You cannot quote me. But if you say, no, no, if you're going to share this with me, I'm going to quote you. I'm going to quote you. No, no, no. I'm, then I'm going to share it with you, okay? Because I want to shut this down. Another thing that I think you should do is compliment the person that's being talked about. Maybe you didn't want to hear what they said. They came up to you and said, hey, you know, did you hear Bill did this? And you didn't even have a chance to say, ah, I don't want to hear it. But they just say it. You could compliment. You know what I think about that person? They're a good person. You know what I love about him? He does this and this and this really well. I really love that guy. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. If you are part of River Valley Church and you came from another church and you met me in the lobby, I will almost guarantee you that I said this. If you said, hi, Pastor Rob, nice to meet you. We're from such and such church. We're just visiting today. I will guarantee you, think back in your memory, I said this. Oh, I love such and such church. I love their pastor, and I said something about that church that they do well. You never heard me go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're looking? Yeah. You didn't hear that from me. You heard me say, I love that church. I love that pastor. I love that they do that well. I think that shuts down because a lot of people wanted to tell me why they were here and why their former church wasn't good enough. And when I say that to them, they're almost like, yeah. Okay, we're going to shut it down by saying life-giving positive things about people and not negative. I think another thing to do is to say, are we going to use Matthew 18 here? Are we going to go to the person? Let's go to the person. If we've got issue with them, let's go to the person. And I think you can even tell the person, hey, it's obviously a burden on your heart. Why don't you go to the person? I'm not going to the person. Yeah, well, you need to. You need to. That's what the Bible says. Come on, let's live it out. But I'm not going to do it. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. We can go together. I'm not going to the person. I'm not going. No, we need to. People, I'm not doing it. And they won't talk to you. You say, listen. And if it's serious, you need to say, hey, tell you what, you got three days to tell that person. If you don't tell them within three, I'm going to give them a heads up because we're not going to live that way. It breaks down trust in the community, in the neighborhood, in the church, in the school, and we're not going to live that way. So within three days, if you don't tell them, I'm going to go to them and tell them that they need to talk to you because we're going to protect the unity here. I think that's the way we need to live. And the last thing is just deflect away the details. How many of people come to you like, hey, we need to pray about this, and they want to give you all the details, and you can just say, I don't need any details. I don't need, no, no, you need to know how to pray. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide me. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide me. I don't need the details. We're just going to deflect those away, and I don't need them. Just, no, I, I got it. I know you know, but I don't. But that's okay. I'm just going to pray in the Spirit, and I'm just going to pray for them, and I'm not, I don't need the details. I don't need the details. That's a great way to do it, and we can protect the unity of the church, protect the unity of your neighborhood, your family, your school, your workplace. We need to be honorable people honorable people, and that when people tell us something, we hold it. When people share an intimate prayer request with us, it stays a prayer request. When people are vulnerable with us in our life group, we don't say, I can't wait to go tell everybody about it. 
but we hold it in and we say, we're going to cover that. We're going to be there for you. We're going to love you. We're going to help you get the help you need, but we're not going to blab it to the world. Man, I pray that we can raise the standard as a church and that this will be a safe place for people to live and we can trust each other that we're not all talking about each other behind each other's back. So I want to pray for that as a church, and I want to pray for those that are struggling under vicious rumors or truth that has hurt you. And I want to pray that you can be set free. So if you'd bow your heads with me right now. I want to pray for those that are struggling. I will not make you raise your hand. That probably would just be fearful just to raise your hand, just to think that I'm going to say I've had a rumor or a truth that was shared that's hurt me. So I will not make you raise your hand. But in your spirit, you know that something has hurt you, and I want to pray for you. So Lord, first off, I pray for those that have suffered from a terrible rumor or a truth. Somebody exposed something that they shouldn't have. Somebody either lied or spoke the truth. It doesn't matter. But whatever was done, whether it was on Facebook or just the neighborhood or wherever it was done, it's hurt. And there are real people with real hurt that are listening to this right now that need your touch. And so I am praying that your touch would be upon them and you would give them peace. And you would tell them right now in their spirit that they are more than that rumor. That they will live above that rumor. They will live above the lie. They will live above the exposure. And they will live at a higher level because they are a followers of your, follower of yours, Lord Jesus. They are your child and you love them and you want to let them know that the old things are past and they don't have to live in that anymore. I pray, Lord Jesus, now that they would just be able to rise up. If there are teenagers here that are living in the pain of that, that they'd be able to say, I am going to rise above that. I view the way God views me, and I'm going to be above that. And I pray for those right now that need to repent. We've shared things. We know it. There's things that we're convicted about. Maybe we covered it in Christianese or whatever, but God, we repent right now and ask you to forgive us for those things we've shared. And lastly, we pray for the protection and unity of the church. Help us, Lord Jesus, not to gossip, not to share things, not to slander. Truth or rumor, help us to protect the unity. Help us to obey what your word says and be people that speak the truth in love and we cover it. We just keep those things confidential that need to be confidential. And we're life-giving with our words. We give you praise and glory and honor for the unity that's in our church. And we pray that as we continue to grow and others join us, that we would continue to have that unity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you stand all across this place?